Hey, it's Deidre. Hey, this is Christina. And it is bagels and plantains. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And today we have another guest. Our boy Joey. Joey. I don't know your last name. I'm so sorry. I should have asked that Puerto Rican. Joseph Anthony Rodriguez. Nice. (laughs) I should have just guessed that. Like that's literally my dad's name, but it's Torres, Joseph Anthony Torres, and, and my mom's last name is Torres. Oh, I mean, are y'all cousins? Probably. Probably. I love it. I love oh, it. We family. Yeah. All of us. We're all family. All of us. Okay. I love it. I love yes. it. What's up? And thank you for having me on the show. Yes, we're so excited. On the podcast. I appreciate yeah. you. We've bonded deeper than ever. We really we've did. All learned some things. We did. Just now, and we are ready to take all you mixtape recorders. Just when you, you let us know, I can record your next mixtape. Yeah, we got it. We know ex- we know everything at this we point. We know everything about recording. We're mm-hmm. actually dropping a mixtape. Yeah, we're dropping in a mixtape. We're in the booth right now. We are. Yeah. Ooh. You know what this reminds me of? Remember Tigga in the basement? Oh, mm. yeah. I got bars. Also a throwback. I think. Tigga in the basement. <laughs> Super throwback. I feel like we just aged ourselves a little bit, a little bit more. Either aged myself or I wasn't supposed to be watching that. Oh, I'm sure I wasn't supposed to be you watching know? it, but I it was know. so it was good TV. <sighs> Every time was. DMX came on, I was so excited. I mean, but you know, <laughs> it's DMX <laughs> <laughs> forever and ever. Um, all right, yeah. So Joey, Joey is amazing. Joey is a multifaceted, multi-passionate man. We have yes. our first man on the show. We appreciate you for showing up. Hey, I appreciate you for inviting me. Like Aww. for real, for real. I'm so I'm excited. honored. Like I'm, I was super hype and just you know, shaved a little bit. This no, <laughs> for us, nice. I put on a face a little bit. I just moisturized. I couldn't go with like a full beat to the park. I feel a type of way about that, so I did like <laughs> the goop grooming, like the real like the layers, like the seven step organic process. grooming, not like the. Oh powder and all the not the mac grooming got you got yeah. you and then you're playing and like the sun is in your eyes and it's like it's dripping yeah, yeah it's not cute um so anyway um so multifaceted he's a nutritionist yes a photographer yep a visual artist yes what traveler else? world traveler dad amazing father number thank you. uno i appreciate that yes. thank you so podcaster. much uno. podcaster and now podcaster oh, thank you and i'm actually also excited because i get to Get some tips from you guys. You yeah. guys, I was listening to your podcast. I love the the energy of your podcast, how you keep it real, how it's just what you feel. And that to me is one of the greatest things. It's Aww. being able to speak what you feel, no fucking filters. Am I, am I okay to curse? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we, yeah. Got the, we got no the fucking. E on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, we put that heavy. No mm-hmm. filters, but um, just uh, speaking with passion is one of the greatest things you can do. So I'm, I'm hyped right now. Awesome. And uh, I will say that I've listened to a few episodes of the Wake Up Great, which I mean, it's with the for... title like that, Thank you, you. you got to wake up great. Thank you. There is no other way. And it is it is the best way to wake up. I think especially in this New York where there's always this hustle and bustle. There's always something, you know, you check your emails for work and somebody's acting crazy. It's the best way to start off your day in the best way possible yeah. and set you up for success. So yeah. I really I really do enjoy that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Mine's is more like wake up, nah, not today. Mhm. Yeah, it's usually how it goes. But now Some we got the podcast. Like, hey, you know up, what? Hey. But for me as well. You know what I think about that? I think about with balance, right? Like we it, with everything that comes balance. To me, the biggest thing you could 
uh, the best thing you could do for yourself in your life is having balance. Can yes. you guys hear me great? We do. We, yeah. You sound yeah. really good. Okay. Yeah. But, um, you know, we all go through that. I go through that as well. And it's, you know, that was my point with the podcast is, you know, even for myself to re-listen mm-hmm. so I can hear myself just encourage myself to just, hey, you know what? If you're not having a good day, you know, may this give you some, you know, a boost of whatever to get you past whatever you're feeling in that moment in that time. So that's why I did it. Yeah. I love it. And I think as, as us as people of color, we need that. Yeah. Because you hear all yeah. these studies about, you know, just the fact of being a person of color in this country mm-hmm. causes you all kind of stress. Yeah. And so it affects your health. It affects your mental health. It affects your wellness. It just really affects the way you maneuver your way through through life. And I yeah. think that if we can at least take a moment and start on a high and not have to worry about all the external stressors, mm-hmm. That's just a moment that kind of saves us from going down that yeah. hill. Yeah. So I love it. So I, I, we're very excited to have you to talk about wellness. Thank you. We talked about it a little bit about self-care on our f- first full episode. Yeah. About the fact that self-care doesn't have to really involve money and spas and, you know. Not at all. Juice Not cleanses all. Yeah. and all of these things that are marketed to us mm-hmm. to make us feel better about taking time to take care of ourselves. Yeah. So I really like the fact that you, as a man of color, as a father, as a multifaceted, multi-talented person, have that great focus on me, on you. Like you have to, like I tell you all the time, you got to put that mask on before you help the people around you. And I think that's that's what we really want to dive into. Well, the message also is if you don't love yourself first. If you don't love on yourself first, you can't really love on everybody else. Mm, you know, you yeah. have to really <clears throat> look in that mirror and be like, you know what? I'm I'm going through life the way I'm going through in it, going through with it, and I love me. I'm I'm just going to just continue with life, loving on me, but also so I'm able to love everybody around me. And you're not really gonna love everybody, but when you when you hate on yourself, mm. what are you doing for yourself? And I and I had to think about that because that's how that's how it was within my family. It was a lot of craziness, and we know in all families we go through points where you know we, we go through disagreements and all that. And there's, the love is lost. But if you don't love yourself, come on, like your life is not going to really be on point because you know if you're not loving you, who else is going to love you, or who True. else is going to give you yeah. that? So I think to another point, it's also like also keeping it real. If you can't keep it real with yourself, you definitely can't keep it real mm-hmm. with people. Right. You know? So that also puts you in a lot of sticky predicaments mm-hmm. um, as any any person. Any person. And I love that <clears throat> we're discussing this with a man because mm-hmm. I feel like it's somewhat put into our culture as women to take care of ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, especially in, in our society. I mean, you know, the whole, like, if you look good, you feel good thing. So, like, it kind of had to... And, I know everyone's like, fuck the patriarchy, but it's kind of in that way, it, it kind of has helped facilitate that. Yeah. That, you know, I have to like take care of myself and yeah. look good and make sure I'm here. You know, I got a family I need to, but I feel like that's not really like marketed to men as much. Like men are just always go, go, go. My health last, you know, my family first, this money first, um, no sleep. <clears throat> Like, there's, especially no, in the American no, culture. No emotions. Yeah, mm, no emotions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? You know, like, I feel like that's really, really unfair. That's that's one thing that uh, my dad passing away when I was six years old and not having that, that male figure in my life, I wasn't taught 
oh, you got to be a man so you can't cry. You you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you can't cry because you're a man, so man up, man up. I, I didn't hear that in my life. I mm. grew up with women. I, I grew up with older women, too, at that. So I have, I have an old soul, but I was always like, I'm going to sh- express my emotions because that's what feels right to me. And whoever doesn't like that, whoever's saying, you know, you corny or you, you know, you're not tough enough, that doesn't matter to me because I know what makes me feel great and what makes me happy at the end of the day what makes me happy and that's how I'm going to express myself. So the whole wake up great thing, some people are going to be like, ah, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of girly or it's kind of weak or whatever. That doesn't matter to me because it's going to touch somebody and that's all I really care for. If it, if if you are having a bad day, Christina, and the words that I speak on that podcast makes you look at your date with a different perspective and it gets you out of whatever you're feeling, whatever funk, whatever it is, then it the job was done and that's how i feel and and you know every day is a new day yeah we reset every single day so not every day is going to be a wake up great day but it's okay there's balance in life you know yeah. you can't you can't enjoy the sun without the rain correct right so yeah that's what i'm on what <laughs> and i love it cuz we need that yeah um i be hype you know, <laughs> activism is hard. No, but it, yeah, is. it is. It's weathering. It is. Um, it is weathering. And I'm not even doing it and we're not doing it as a scale at the scale that most people that we admire and most people that we follow do it. You know, I think right now we're like just scratching the surface of we're like, activist light. Yeah, we activist light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One point. Zero, mm-hmm. you know? but you, but you're standing for we're something. We're like H and M activism. Like we're like we're not like Gucci <laughs> activism. We're like uh, we're like not wearing Gap, but I may go to Rainbows. <laughs> Shout out to Rainbow for holding us down <laughs> for many many years. For many many years. Um, but to that point, what started? I mean, it's unless that's how you grew up, which I'm sure you didn't. Like, what no. started the whole? mentality mindset not obsession but focus interest or focus mm-hmm. for you when did, when did that start it all it all came from death i've been to maybe 26 to 30 funerals in my life and i'm talking about family i'm talking about i saw a baby that was born 6 months before it died and you know sids and and then i've seen cousins that died on the same day cats mm-hmm. whose caskets together yeah. I've seen it. I've seen so much death within my life that it made me look at life as when you spoke about Nipsey Hussle, right? Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. So I'm gonna work on living as much as I can, the way the way it makes me feel good, and that's where Wake Up Great came from. It was uh, resetting every day, but working on enjoying the day as much as I can, but being passionate, and that's where my passion was. It was to talk to somebody because. I didn't have uh, too much positive influences in my life growing up. I did, but I didn't have many. And, mm-hmm. and then, you know, obviously you didn't have the internet. I'm going to be 37 in a couple months. And, yeah. you know, we didn't have all that to search or to hear. It was news, mm-hmm. radio, and school, whatever we heard around in school. So that was growing up. The death that was around me made me look at life as, well, my uncle passed away at 50 years old. That's not old. No. Mm-mm. So then if he passed away and then my friend in the same year died at 30 years old, fuck, life is not going to be, it's not guaranteed. Yeah. So today's the day. I'm going to live. I'm going to work on me. I'm going to eat as healthy as I can. 
I'm going to have the balance. I learned balance a little bit later, though, because I thought I had to be the positive guy every single day, and it doesn't work that way. You have to have that balance, even with food, even, even with eating. You can't be the – I mean, you can, but you have to have what you love, too, because if you're not happy eating chickpeas all the time, you know, what is it all for? You know what I'm saying? When you think about yeah. life. So that's where that came from. It came from death. It came from seeing people pass away in such an early age. My dad, 28 years old, passed away. His He had my grandmother from my father's side had seven kids. Wow. Out of seven, three are alive. The, one wow. of the three that are alive was shot in the head and is, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the other two are my aunts and it's crazy. Like you lose all your kids, and you know I looked at all that in a in a way, and it made me it made me look at life in a different perspective, and wanting to live more as opposed to wanting to be depressed about it all. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Through death, I saw life. I like that, and I know like we talk about all the time. We had a prep call, and what really inspired me was the fact that you've come from humble beginnings. Very. Like you're not here coming from a family of yogis. Mm. You're not right. here coming from a long line of health gurus. Mm-hmm you did this on your own and you found this path on your own so if you don't mind like talk to us a little bit about yeah where you came from so so um born and raised in born in bushwick brooklyn new york brooklyn yeah shout out to brooklyn um at maybe 13 years old i moved to ridgewood queens is borderline brooklyn shout out to queens shout out to queens um (laughs) stood in queens for my family actually still owns a house in ridgewood that we moved to um, I lived in San Diego when I was 17 years old. Wow. wow. Fun yeah. fact. Fun yeah. fact. Yeah. When I was listening to your podcast, I was like, I'm going to say that on the podcast. And I forgot, <laughs> I left out of the podcast. I feel I have to give a shout out to my mom. This is the first vacation because of WV mm-hmm. that I took my mother on. And I felt really proud to of San myself. Diego? And I took her to San Francisco. Oh, San and Fran. I left it out. Oh. This is my first family trip as a single mother being able to afford to take my mother and my son yeah. across the country. Wow. Tours. I feel like she was really grateful. It's fine. You can't control your parents' reactions. Yeah. It was rough. It was rough. And it was cold. San Francisco is not as warm as you think it'd be. You're no. like, Cali warm. You're like, well, just break. No, not all Cali is the same. <laughs> but it was such a proud That's moment right. for me. Yeah. And so I left that out of the, the last podcast. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry, Mommy. We did Shout go on our mom. first family trip together to San Francisco. Nice. That I paid for. She always used to take me to Disney and I took her because she wanted to live in San Francisco her whole life. Yeah. And when I saw that trip, I said, I got to take mommy for her birthday. Wow. So I took my six month old, my six month old (laughs) and my mama to San Francisco and it was amazing. And that's actually, sidebar, that's how me and Joey met. Yeah. Beautiful. Traveling. That's beautiful. So it's all, I feel like it's just like, it's full connected Full circle. Funny you say that because my first vacation real vacation with my mom was to puerto rico um and she at 50 what it was her 52nd birthday i believe or 53rd never been to puerto rico wow and she's not that uncommon yeah and she surprised myself and my son i have a 10 year old son um and she took us so i didn't take her she basically she she booked the trip so she can go and then she, she said, I'm going to take you and I'm going to take Aiden. And nice. it was just like our first trip together. And we just had a ball. We we got to see family over there that never met ever in life. 80, 90-year-old aunts and uncles and stuff like that. So it was a great time. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's dope. Okay, yep. back to San Diego. Yeah, so um, 
Ridgewood, Queens, growing up uh, from like 13, 14 years old, at 17 years old, uh, I was in Newtown High School in Queens in uh, Corona, and uh, I was kind of messing up, had my first girlfriend, and um, cutting school, and I wanted to graduate, because the big thing in my family was a lot didn't graduate high school. Mm. And I was like, I, in my head it was like, I want to be able to graduate high school. I don't want to be the statistic. I don't want to be the one yeah. that doesn't also. Um, so my uncle came to New York. Sh- long story short, I asked him. I said, you know, I want to relocate. I want to do better for myself. Uh, my girl and I at the moment, really, but we l- left on good terms. But when I moved over there, it was such a different life. You've been to San Diego. Mm-hmm. Love right? San Diego. Yeah. I love San Diego. Um, but at 17 years old, very leaving different. leaving my my high school friends, leaving my family because my uncle and his wife and his kids are the only family I have out there. Mm. Everybody else is in New York or yeah. in um, in Puerto Rico. Our family is in Seattle as well. But um, I went out there, uh, stood out there for a little, uh, maybe a year or so, um, maybe about a year. Came back to New York because at the time, you know, I didn't have a car, I didn't have friends. I was I was super homesick, and then. Came back to New York and I and I said to my uncle, I said I'm gonna come back, but I'm gonna graduate. Like I'm gonna make sure, I, and I did graduate, but uh, I needed that. I needed that culture shock for myself, mm-hmm. and I needed to to feel the difference. And within that, I had that love for San Diego, and I constantly I go back a lot to San Diego. I love San Diego, and more than likely, gonna be moving nice to Cali. Don't know if it's gonna be San Diego, but perfect who knows who knows what the future holds okay good so then my spiritual tupac will fit <laughs> <laughs> you all appreciate it so after that uh going back to the question you asked me after that uh i started working and um i met i worked at a restaurant i met a, a, a server at a restaurant that at the meetings in the restaurant he'd be meditating and Mm. I was like what's this guy doing and he's meditating like his focus was unbreakable so I spoke to him I was like dude what are you doing what's that and he goes oh I meditate and he handed me a book on meditation and then when he handed me the book I read the book and that was the start of the journey spiritual journey meditation yoga all of that stuff power of the mind all of that stuff came from that one book and that was 2000, maybe three. Wow. So meditating since then and then working on uh, working on myself through there, you know, eating healthier, being more spiritual. Uh, and that's where that came from. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. I don't think I knew what meditation, I knew what it was, like, but funny style, you know, yeah. like movies or like mm-hmm. things like that. I think the first time I really was made to meditate so I was smart enough. I feel like I was so much smarter as a teen than an adult. It's so strange. <laughs> um, I was smart enough. My friend was a part of like this peer education, like after school thing. And I wanted a job. I'm not going to lie. I've always wanted to work. I've always been like obsessed with working, being useful, mm-hmm. you know, making money, like being a contributed, con- contributing citizen to my society. Like that's always Ooh, been my thing. You. I know. Isn't it crazy? Like, what kid is like, no. I want to work. Yeah, not <laughs> I'm the, ready. Not this one. No, I was like, I need these monies. Hey. <laughs> and so, but I always, like, I didn't want to work at a store. 
Like, I always kind of knew, like, ah, I want to do, like, something impactful. I want to, like, if I'm going to work, it's going to be something I like to do and, like, something that's going to, like, make a difference. Yeah. And she's like, oh, well, I work for, like, this peer education group. They give you a stipend. And I was like, oh, word. But it was a stipend that, like, was much more than, like, working at McDonald's or something like that. They always gave you, you know, you came to, it was a way to, of course, incentive, incentive, I can never say this word. Incentivize. Mm -hmm. Thank you. (laughs) Um, The youth to come do these things. So I went over there, peer education group. It was, like, a sexual education. This part of the group was for, like, sexual education, and part of it was, like, a drama group. Right, so I was, yeah, I was acting. I was out here. (laughs) No, so we would put on, like, peer education, like, plays and workshops Um, and it would be part of that and so one of our like mentors or not mentors but directors like the program director she was and i'm not saying this because (laughs) i was gonna say because she's she was indian but that's not what it was but she would have us meditate be so that we would like like leave whatever was at the door Mm -hmm. so that we can act yeah and write and be creative and so she would make us do like sun salutations like that was my first like introduction into like Mm. yoga and meditation and things Mm. like that and so they would always make us do these things with like our eyes closed and like all these little like breathing things because when you act like you don't want to act and pass out they don't want anybody or it's like just to help regulate your temperature like if you're nervous like all these cool things that i didn't really associate with meditation or self-care i was just like this is part of the craft like an idiot like girl you you're on stage at SUNY college like sit down <laughs> like SUNY downstate she's like I'm getting a Grammy I'm we getting recorded a, a Tony <laughs> we recorded a whole movie and everything wow it was lit I was it was like the most fun I've ever had in my life um and then I taught sex ed at like a high school when I went to college and that was really that's off topic but anyway it was weird. It was like 18-year-old kids trying to bag me, and you're like, you never, like, you're really confused about like, yeah, what's happening because they look weird. like they're 25, yeah. and you're like, nah, son, I know <laughs> that you're, like, 16. Get out of here. <laughs> Julio. <laughs> that was his name. I'm not playing. <laughs> he was, like, this really tall basketball. He was fine, but I was like, oh, you're yeah. 12. <laughs> so <laughs> we're not out here, Mike, MJ, and nobody. No disrespect to MJ. I love him, but that's the first thing that came to my mind. Next. <laughs> The point of the matter was that I didn't know that was, like, I don't know. It's just this thing you have. Like, oh, that's for those people. Yeah. Yes. Those are for the others. Yes. Those are yeah. not for, that's not for me. Like, I'm, I'm here living life. Yeah. I ain't know I got time to meditate. No, it's, it's so true. And I feel like in our community, you automatically will go to just go pray as opposed to but it's meditating. But it takes such a long time to make that connection. Because I want to say it must have been recently that I was like, oh, I see why, like, our people of color love to go to church mm-hmm. because it's a time of resetting. It's the same concept of like going to meditate for 10 minutes, except we think of it as like, I'm going to talk to God and pray for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. But it's the same thing because for me and what I've been learning in my own journey, mm-hmm. there are different ways to meditate. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to be surrounded by candles with a bell, um, sitting like cross-legged with like tapestry flowing down Although below I like you. That. To do that, you could just be in your bed before you wake up. Like, after you wake up, just center yourself. You could do it in a cab ride and just center yourself. Like, you don't have to think of it as this humongous process. You just got to do it when you need it and when you want it. There's a there's a, a meditation called transcendental meditation that speaks, speaks to that, where it's you don't need all that stuff. You just need to... to be quiet in a setting where you're not your phone is not in front of you and you're you just need to be one with yourself Mm -hmm. and have two three five minutes of just 
working on yeah. not being, you know, no anxiety, no, you're not fearful of anything. You're just to yourself and having that meditation. And that's very beneficial to you. Yeah. You know, and I, I watched a YouTube video and the guy, <clears throat> the guy said in the future, meditation is going to be um, just like the way jogging was in the past where people were jogging. They're like, what are these people doing? Running? What mm-hmm. are they, where are they going? Where are they running? It's true. And now jogging is like a normal thing. Yeah. In the future, meditation, because they teach meditation in school now, meditation is going to be like awesome. that as well. And I feel like when you think about the world and what's going on, if more people had those moments yeah. where they just, let me woosah, yes. you know? Let, yeah. me, let me let shit go. Come on. I mean, there'll be a lot less craziness. I mean, it's still going to be craziness. A lot less craziness because people are going to be just, you got to let all the shit that weighs you down, that makes you pissed, that makes you... You know, somebody you're on the train and somebody steps on your sneaker. Oh. The reaction shouldn't be, I'm going to fuck you up. The reaction should be, hey, maybe that was an accident. It wasn't intentional. Yeah. Why does it have to be that? Let me woosah that and and go about your life. No, that's definitely, it's definitely calmed me down. Because mm-hmm. um, I used to be a little bit. Wepa. If you think I'm wepa now, I'm not wepa, <laughs> wepa. at all. I'm actually, when I heard you say that, I was cracking. I was <laughs> I'm like, actually yeah, very calm now. When I was younger. Every little thing can spark my upset. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. any little thing. Where, and that's where did that come from? In New York City. Um, I think just the way I was raised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my mom is very reactionary. Um, she's a cancer, like mad emotional. Yeah. Um, so I've always actually been a person who's kind of been naturally like, oh, it's not that serious to yeah. me. But I think my environment, living in New York City, like, I'm also considering relocating. Although I love this place with all my heart and soul, through self-awareness and meditation and learning more about myself, I realize I am very prone to anxiety. And living in a city like New York City heightens it. You know, I'm always on one. I can never really sleep. I don't like sleep well. I mean, I have to be exhausted in order to like really knock out. My brain is always going. There's a pro to that because I feel like I'm innovative and I'm always having new ideas, but it never shuts down. I can't quiet her Mm. for long enough. And now that I have a kid, (laughs) I was telling Zidra on the last podcast, like now there's a whole slew of worries. Mm -hmm. And I'm always thinking of like the worst scenario. And I thought about that too. I'm always thinking about the worst scenario. Like the... Or it's just always something. Or, like, if I'm taking time to do something for my career or for myself, uh, it's taking away from him. But if I don't do it, like, you know, then I'm, he's going to think I'm taking that, away you know, from him, yeah. yeah. That, you know, I'm the reason. I, I don't ever want my son to feel like I'm the he's the reason I didn't do anything. Because yeah. I felt like that a lot as a kid. Mm. That the reason my mom didn't do what she needed to do, not that she ever said that to me. You know, that wasn't something that was ever, like, really, but that's how I felt. You know, I try to make that a, a very, like, real point whenever I'm talking about my parents or someone I love. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. It's not nothing. It's not really anything you did. This is my thoughts. I took whatever action you gave me and my brain and my mm-hmm. thought process turned that into I'm the reason you didn't do You couldn't do anything. Mm. Like, I'm a burden, wow. not this light of love, you know? And part of it is true. I mean, it was a different time, and hopefully we're all growing. That's... Each decade, that changes a little differently. Like, my mom was super independent. She felt like she didn't need a husband. That was not, like, her end goal in life, you know? 
So I feel like it's with each generation, it is changing a little bit and people are, the norms are changing, the walls are breaking down, people are not living their lives. I mean, you can be an exceptional father and still not be a father who lives in the house, you know what I mean? Just because I'm a mother doesn't make me an exceptional parent, doesn't mean that my co-parent is not an exceptional parent. Like, just even having that relationship of like, nah, we cool. Yeah. Like, we, like he calls to talk to me and have normal conversations as right. friends. Just because we're not romantically involved doesn't mean that there's this, like, war against each yeah. other because, you know. And I think that that actually happened because I became more self-aware and more, like, aware of the patterns of not only myself but my the people who came before me yeah. and understanding, being very understanding of why they acted that way. Right, right. You know, like, yeah, I can see. I can see why, yeah. you know, why, why you know, those things happen. Well, you learn from the actions that, that the stuff that happened before in, in the family, right? You, you learn about it and then you're like, I can continue that. That was another part of where the journey came from. I can continue to eat the stuff that made a lot of my family have to take pills and certain things and yeah. or I can try work on something a little different you know for me to see how it goes and that was the whole thing also where I stopped drinking when my uncle passed away in 2004 and then my friend passed away it was no but 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 listen why I'm working on listen, that no no, no, no. I know I, no I'm gonna be honest I'm gonna be honest no this no is, this is our podcast but this is not to say that it's not for you to think about in that way it was it was a go ahead no Sorry, I know I agree I agree but I also am very aware that it's generational, yeah. too. Like, my dad's a heavy drinker. Not my mom. My mom, like, doesn't, like, care for drinking. It's generational. And that stuff is in your DNA. It yeah. is embedded in you. Mm -hmm. Not only is it in my DNA, but it's what I saw. Yeah. You know? To be more yourself and to have a good time and to, like, kind of, like, ease stress because no one went to therapy and no one went to yoga and mm -hmm. no one went to do those things. Yeah. Alcohol was an outlet. Yeah. And so... It's strange, and I know that's not the case. There's, like, science behind it, but sometimes I feel more myself when I drink, when I have a drink. I'm not drinking, like, three drinks. I'm, I had one drink, and I feel like, well, that's it. <laughs> but, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's always funny. But it is I... a crutch. It's, it is a form of self-sabotage. Honestly, I, I I'm just, not going to lie. I, I just always feel, I think it's so societally accepted, right, that right, you can use alcohol as a buffer between you and whatever you don't want to do or a buffer between you and like your true self when it doesn't actually have to be that you just have to have the confidence what the alcohol does is give you this false sense of confidence that you can do the things that you may not think you can do when you're sober and so I think and I, there's been times in my life where I've also been like I'm not going to drink any alcohol I realize as I get older I actually don't like alcohol that much like I'll have a yeah. drink with a friend but like I'm not the kind of person who will go home and just drink a bottle of wine mm -hmm. no shade to anybody who will but that's not something i need to do and i feel like i don't if i don't ha i don't have to feel the pressure of yeah doing it socially or like to exactly. fit in yeah that to was feel like i'm okay deidre that was my that was my um that was my point back then it was i'm gonna stop this and i did it with my mom my mom was in the kitchen i grabbed the bottle that i just bought maybe a week before with my friend and we were gonna drink it and i said mom I want to, I want you to grab this with me. I want, and it was brand new. We're gonna open this, and we're gonna pour this in the sink together, and I'm gonna tell you that I'm never gonna drink again. Wow. We wow. poured it out together, and she goes, "Okay, I'm your witness. Whatever." That's dope. When we did that, the the goal, the point was, I want to see how strong I can be mentally in my younger years when 
every time I went out, there was a drink being put mm-hmm, in my face. Mm-hmm. It was having a birthday party, here's a bottle for you. And what I had to end up doing when I was going out was ordering cranberry juice so people could think I had a drink because there were forced drinks in my face. Right, right. But the, the longer that I went without it, the stronger I felt. Yeah. The willpower is what helped me. So five years straight, no drinking any alcohol. Right. And then I started just drinking red wine okay. in 2009. And it was a glass of red wine because I read that it was healthy. Mm-hmm. And it was more of the health part of it. Yeah. But it was never overindulging. And to your point, it wasn't. it was also knowing that the alcohol doesn't control me. I control it. Yeah. Because in my family, it controlled a lot of people, and I saw a lot of damage. Yeah. So what people have to realize is that with anything, if you allow it to control you, then you're kind of lost. You're losing. But if you can control it and have it within you and or work on it or work on to controlling it, then you'll, you'll be a better person for it. You're working on becoming a better person within that aspect. But also when you think about it, why the fuck is alcohol legal? No, that's and people have died people. and killed. And why Ruins is marijuana families. now being legalized? Yeah. But before it was such a, oh, my God, gateway mm-hmm. drug. This is your brain on drugs. And why? I know why. But. Yeah, it's another podcast. Yeah, it it, it really is. I talk all the time about like, I love that we're starting to legalize these things, but let's be real about who is profiting from this now. Oh, yeah, 100%. Right. But we're going to talk about that at a whole Mm -hmm. other podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about who and the it's money because this generation I find don't like this generation coming up like my brother's generation he's twenty three twenty four yeah. seven years apart yeah twenty four and even younger they don't drink but what do they do they smoke they bud smoke, yeah. so we have to like start we have to like start I have no problem with using any of those things I just know me as a person that's because me self aware if you can drink a drink and have just one drink fantastic for you that's not me. It's all or nothing. Mm. And I'm finding that with a lot of things. And it's not how you do one thing is how you do everything. So that's how I am about everything. I can be obsessive. I have an obsessive, probably even an addictive personality. Right. It's controllable. I'm a functioning, you know, like I could, you see me, I could drink like 10 drinks and be like, well, this has been a great time (laughs) going home. (laughs) But did I need 10 drinks? You know what I mean? Like, did I need to go hard? Right. I can't just have a drink, a glass of wine and be like, well, this has been great. And then it's like, ah, what's next? After party. Boom, 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 boom. I feel like in my zone. If I pick up something like writing, I write for hours. I can't write for 15 minutes. I have to like write for hours. Wow. You know, like it's just like, I, it's how I do one thing is how I do everything. Do everything yeah. If I could get to a point where I'm like, no, I can say no, but it has to be no. Yeah. I've done it. No so alcohol. Then, so then how would a person go about getting to a point of, you know, yeah. noticing if they have obsessive or addictive habits mm-hmm. to say, okay, you know what? I don't need this. Or what are those checks and balances that you might have used or that you would suggest for someone? And not even just with alcohol, with food anything. too. And it's, it, could be, it could be work because there's a lot of workaholics out here. I love to work. It could be anything. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have you on the camera. Right, yeah. No, I love your expressions. Face, no, my face doesn't pick up well. I've had people, Josh, be getting me at all the wrong angles. I hope he listens to the podcast. <laughs> it would have been great I to have. I always look like this. The cameras three, on yes. all of us. We, we'll we could have put that. it back there. Wow. I'm very animated, guys. I, um, I, I like the whole, 
what you said about self-awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, just coming to a point where you sit down and you're just like, you know, ev- reevaluating who you are as an individual mm-hmm. and what's going on in your life, what you and and writing things down. Like one of the things that I had to learn not even that long ago was being able to write things down, look at them, go over them and say, hey, you know, these are the things that I, I really don't feel, you know, I should be continuing. And these are the things that I love about myself. You know, I want to continue. I want to get better at these things. But if I notice that, hey, I'm, I'm a social drinker or the, be, being a social drinker is making me now buying a bottle for my house. And you start to notice little changes. Mm-hmm. And you're like, maybe it's too much. And it happened also with food, you know, when you overindulge. And it's like, you know, you can have the things that are not or considered not good or healthy, but within moderation. You can't overindulge in that because you're going to notice it within your body. You're going to notice it. You're going to feel it. And it's going to change. And it's also, I heard something, you know, kind of going off subject is um, with the whole Dr. Sebi thing where he spoke about the, the fact that a lot of those foods are in the neighborhoods that they're in. Mm. Yes. And then how it's affecting the people mm-hmm. seems like a, a bigger plan. Like a, it was, it was yeah, strategically like it's not coincidental, placed, right? So, it's not coincidental. so when you think about how food affects you as an individual, it can, you know, you can have a healthy, healthier diet and feel better about yourself, which in turn will actually put that out there in the, in the universe, in the world as well, because you feel better about yourself, so you go about your day better. And, you know, you do things differently. Yeah. You start to become self-aware. And um, those are the things that I do, you know, just writing things down, um, sitting within, you know, sitting and not being afraid to talk to yourself. You know, people think because you talk to yourself, you're crazy. Or some people do, you know. I mean, if you're hearing different voices. <laughs> I talk and answer myself. Yeah, I'm and say. I don't feel any type of way. I'm an only child, you know. Yeah. I very much give myself pep talk. So I'm like, yeah. geez, what are we supposed to remember? I do this a lot. Yeah. Like insecure. You know how she raps to herself oh, of before course. she goes out? Yeah. That's my life. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not the... Oh, you spit bars? I'm not the only... Yes, I spit bars to myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, or even having stuff like this where you're able to talk to different individuals, getting different perspectives. Yeah. And... Being able to, hey, you know, I love what you guys are doing. I, I love the message and I love the passion that's placed into it and having conversation and me being able to give you guys maybe something that you didn't un- didn't know before yeah. or was it, didn't know to a certain extent. And now you see things uh, in a different perspective. Being able yeah. to talk to people also, which is, do you guys hear that? Yeah, yeah. Someone's moving furniture. It's cool. But it's cool. Being able to speak to others and not being afraid of the opinion, you know, just being able to have conversation with people, to me, also uh, allowed being able to, uh, you know, my to allow myself to also recognize, you know, things that I need to change within my life. So those are the things that I do. You know, I sit down in the morning. I'll have five minutes of meditation. <clears throat> I'll uh. I'll uh, talk to myself in the mirror. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's going to be a great day, and, you know, I feel good. And, and even if it's not, I, I, I'm I consistently resetting where it's uh, I'm acknowledging the emotion that I'm feeling in the moment. Mm-hmm. And if that emotion is not uh, serving me, you know, do I continue? Mm-hmm. Do I continue the emotion? Yeah. Having that self-awareness is really big, uh, is, is great for you because when you're, 
pissed off about something, you want to be able to have the self-awareness where you can get out of it and it not uh, mess with your chi, mess with your day. All right, I, li- I like that a lot. You definitely dis- just touched upon nutrition. Yeah. And I will say one of the the most difficult things about getting older is that you start to think about the way you eat. And yeah. not necessarily because you are conscious about your insides, because I'm still a young person. I'm like, I got, I got at least 30, 40, 50 more years in me. But more about like, oh, now I can't just eat that whole pie of pizza because <laughs> it shows up in places yeah. I don't want it to show yeah. up in. So how do you manage to maintain that eating balance when eating foods that aren't going to make you feel good taste so good well well i love that you said that because to the people out there to you guys have the fucking food that you like just don't have it every day check (laughs) i just told this i just told this to to my mom you know you know went Uh. we went to the fridge and we're going through certain things and i'm like let it be your I kind of don't like saying the reward, but let it be something that, you know, if you're eating great, you know, if you're maintaining a great balanced diet within the five days of the week, two days, eat what you want. That one day, eat what you want. If you have that balance, you're going to be happier. You're going to feel happier. But also, Deidre, when you're eating the things that are healthier for you Mm -hmm. you're gonna like it more and you're gonna like that and you're gonna be able to uh kind of make the things that are healthier uh, to your taste and you're gonna be like yeah i could do this every day like this is just like eating stuff that's not healthy for me because it tastes good because it, it, it is good so i do that one thing i do is i learned that season seasoning Mm. being puerto rican right seasoning and texture in food is really what we like about it Mm. because you wouldn't eat chicken if it was raw no <laughs> very serious eat. about my chicken <laughs> but that's my thing is like and i think that's what people a lot of c- confuse healthy food mm. like i've had some bomb ass food that's healthy yeah. yes but i've also had some food like they claim it's healthy like you're this is no this is just not good food <laughs> like yeah there i know there's a way like that's actually why i really like asian food like mm-hmm. the way asian people do healthy food mm-hmm. the way they steam their vegetables the way they think about textures and spices and like the balance thing to make things i'm not talking about like the corner store chinese food i'm talking about like really good but imagine that whole culture where they meditate drinking teas all that stuff and they're just incorporating more of it you know and i love that you know we just i mean i'm i gotta say again puerto rican from bushwick we were on welfare. We had the cheese yeah. that we stood online to get. <laughs> the government cheese. Yeah, government cheese. Right. You know, the the all the, the food that had a lot of preservatives in it. That's what I was used to. That's what I grew up with. Yeah. So, but I also know how that made me feel. I also know, you know, what it did to me. I was always sick. I, I mean, I would get sick often. You know, a lot of that is attributed to what you're eating, what your diet is. If you, If your immune system is not, you know, strong... You know, you can you can change that with a healthier diet. You can become strong and other factors as well. But it just made me look at it as I want to change the cycle. Yeah. I don't want to follow it. I was always that person that I wanted to be different. Yeah. You know, even with certain kids were wearing Jordans. I didn't want to wear Jordans because too many people had it. So I wanted to be different. Yeah. yeah. What was the same thing with with drinking? 
all my friends are drunk, I want to be sober. Like, I want to see what that feeling is because, it, to me, it made me stronger mentally. And I got really into the power of the mind. I started watching a lot of videos, reading books on power of the mind, power of the subconscious mind. And a lot of that changed my ideals, changed things within my life that carried me to where I am right now. And I'm still working on me. Yeah. And that, that, to me, that's beautiful. Working on you is beautiful so long as you're continuing to work on you and you're okay. You yeah. Know? Don't. One thing I don't do, I don't recommend is people, you know, bashing themselves. Like I said before, love on yourself. So, Yeah, I, I think one of the things that we also talked about was sometimes we pass on negative traditions yeah. in our families. Yes. Yeah. And we might not even know that it's something that's negative. It could be something simple as like the types of food we eat on Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. It could be, and those associations to the food, because you might think, oh, this is the time when I was always with my family, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So mm -hmm. I love fried chicken, and so I'm going to eat it three days a week because it gives me those great memories. Um, how Nostalgic. do you then break those cycles and provide a new path for, for Aiden? Um, yeah, speak about how you even became a nutritionist, because <clears throat> you're, I've known you... Not for very long, but I always knew photography was big in your life. I always know like the visual arts was big in your life. Traveling was big in your life. Walk us through like the career path a little bit. Well, it it all started when I uh, volunteered at Aiden School. Okay. And I became the first <laughs> dad in the PA, which I was incredibly proud of. Yeah. Because my kid was looking at me, mm -hmm. and it just mm -hmm. goes again with like. It doesn't. You don't. You don't have to be a mom to be in the PA. Like you could be a dad and be that dad that's all for your kid. Like be that dad that's there. You know. And, yeah. and PA just for the people who might parents not know. Parents association. There we go. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. So for the in the parents association, um, and from there, I learned a lot within the school because I was in the school often. You know, being in the school, being around my kids, seeing them in, in the hallways, and he just just that look, man, that look that my kid give, gave me when he saw his dad in school it was just like man my dad cares like he's around yeah you know so uh being a part of the parents association i was talking to the other parents and then i've from that at that point that was just maybe about two years ago or um a year and a half ago i was eating healthy already so i was talking to the parents about eating healthier um outside of the school because what do we do we're we're always thinking about the budget aspect of it so because it's cheaper to eat not as healthy mm -hmm. that's why we do it a lot of people do it you know also because we like it but because healthier food is is more expensive which is just crazy but the school also was talking right. about that talking to that you know okay. teaching the parents to eat healthier and then they had a program where they 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 were offering nutrition courses and stuff like that and I was of course for it and then from there I just I took it from there and I just kept on learning about it I got certified and and I just kept on with that yeah. so now I you know help others yeah who, with their nutrition plans and and working on that as well because I don't have a bunch of people that help but I help some people. Yeah, yeah yeah that's dope that's dope yeah. I think speaking to that whole point about like healthy food being more expensive I think that's a that's um I just got perspective on it now. I think I've always known that, but I think it's it's a hoodwink, right? It's like when you use credit. 
you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's a short term. The processed food is cheap short term. Yes. But when you become diabetic oh my God, and your drugs cost $800 cool bucks. a pill yeah. or a pump or asthma or whatever, oh my God. you know, my mom has crazy health issues now. And I know a lot of it, it could be helped with food. Some of it was, you know, she was a smoker, so that didn't really help. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot of it could be healed and helped with food. And right away, she's not like that now. I don't think she's ever been really cheap with the food thing, but she's a single mom. So sometimes those quick fixes, those meals that, you know, we ate a lot of white rice. Yep. That's just not good for you. We ate a lot of pot. You can't tell me no about pasta. <laughs> I feel like I can eat that every day. And just being from New York, you know, you eat pizza. Yeah. Pizza's a quick fix. It's bread, cheese. Cheese is like crack. It's like no, dairy it's, crack. Well, you it's know, so it's so bad it's for actually you. Addi- it's an addictive component. They, they they broke it down with I cheese. Cheese. cheese is addictive. Yeah. Um, there was a couple other things that they spoke about that sugar, of course, is addictive. Oh, it's a drug. It's, a Listen. Drug. it's just as addictive as heroin. And and there and was probably a... Probably harder was, to kick. Yeah. And there was a... Uh, also a video that I watched on a doctor speaking about that it should be illegal to give kids sugar. It should be illegal. And he broke it down. Why? Because yeah. of the addictive component of it. Because we consistently are craving it. If you see, a, I'm, I, I like the sugary stuff. Me, I was always a dessert type of individual. So if I saw a cupcake or if I saw, like, yeah. that shit calls you. That's like a, you know, you talk about, oh, it's really calling. That shit really does call no, you. It's like, it's like I, crack. I'll be really honest with you. I was last I year... For like a good six months, I was like, I'm not going to eat candy. I'm not going to eat all this processed sugar. It was all good until Halloween. And <laughs> Halloween showed up. Just a week ago. And we, and we we were in the office. We do like like a mini trick-or-treat, and it was a slippery slope. That entire month of November, I think I might have ate Yo, that 50 co- bags of like wow. sour gummy worms. Wow. That corporate it w- life? It, I just fell off. That corporate life? It's so funny, too. And I'll be like, this is exactly how our government works. And... Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Here I'm she on. go. But like you really are trying to keep me happy with cookies, cake, bagels. Although I love bagels. <laughs> but it's sugar. This stuff is carbs is sugar. You when you break down carbs, it turns into sugar. And you need it. Yes, there's a survival mode. You do need to burn it. Mm-hmm. Like you use carbs, it's easier to burn while you're moving, while you're running, when you're running away from fucking woolly mammoths and fucking tigers and shit. <laughs> you need carbs. I mean, I, sometimes you need to run. I mean, you never know. Run for the train. You never know. Eat this bagel. <laughs> but, but I find it so funny that the things we used to celebrate kills us. They're terrible for us. They're yeah. terrible for us. But I think it also comes back to that balance. Because I, I yeah. feel that, yes, no, you can have that bagel balance. if you don't have five. Like, I used to eat five bagels a week. Like, I'm at work. Oh, I'm going to get a bagel day. with butter. I'm going to get a bagel with cream cheese. I'm going to get a bagel with cream cheese and jelly. Like, I was just very bagel much. peanut butter. I Switch would, it up. I, it was a routine. You na- you na- yeah, it was like I came to work, I got my bagel and ex- and came to work. Yeah. And I ate facts. at my desk. And like- it wasn't until I got older and like my body, my metabolism was like, oh, we slowing down. Yeah. That it's I was a like, lot longer to digest that bagel. Right. I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not moving because I'm sitting at my desk eight hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm eating this bagel. Then I might go down and get a hamburger. And then I leave. I'm not really eating fruits. I'm like snacking on candy. I'm yeah. snacking on whatever treats we had for whoever's birthday or anniversary or whatever you had. And now the pounds are adding up. And I was like, wait a minute. Everything's not fitting. Mm. And that's when I was like, oh, I got to do better. But instead of really doing better, I'm just like, all right, so instead of five bagels a day, five bagels a week, I'll just have three. But now I know, yeah. the older I get, the more I know. It's like, you know what? Did those five bagels make me feel great? No. 
Does one bagel make me feel great? Yes. <laughs> so one bagel a week. Yeah. I'm gonna have that one bagel a week. And sometimes I don't have to have the bagel. Yeah. But I also think that in corporate America, um, in life, we often commune around things like that. Like Bagel Friday is a time for you to come together and talk to your coworkers and catch up. And yeah. oh my goodness, the weekend's here. We survived, etc. We made it. Right. We have a birthday party. We have the cake. We have the candy. It's amazing. Like mm-hmm. I like those emotional attachments to the food because I think, oh, I'm eating these gummy worms and I remember that time where I was eating those gummy worms with my homie and we were chatting about like the things that happened in school that day, et cetera. And so it's very interesting. What I realize now is the emotional attachment that people have to food. Yeah. And like, I don't have that about quinoa. Quinoa just showed up. <laughs> it just showed up in but my life. But I promise you, if you had it when you were a kid, you would have it now. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's really funny. So my parents. My mom threw in the quinoa quick. She liked the quinoa and the couscous. Because I didn't like rice. But I learned oh, to I like rice that. later on Worst in life. Worst Caribbean person ever. I grew up in a predominantly <laughs> white neighborhood. I'm yeah. not going to front. I have I'm that. not going to front. No, I give so me some rice and peas. So my mom was like, ooh, what's this? And my mom was, you know, she's a little worldly. She's a little fancy. And she was like, oh, what's this? Oh, quinoa, let's try this. And she would always try. She also, as, as I did, struggled with her weight. Mm. As I got older and smarter about my decisions and understanding that balance, the, the weight didn't become a problem with me. I became very cognizant when I started eating healthy and making it part of my life, not a diet, no, part of my yeah, life. Lifestyle. That I was like, oh, I'm a totally different person Yeah. Mm-hmm. when I eat consciously, intentionally. Not even, it's not even about it being healthy. Intentionally eating what I'm eating yeah. and eating well that I notice I'm a totally different person. So that- I'm way more productive. I'm way more happy. I'm way more chipper. I can go for a lot longer. I can wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning and go to bed at 11. When I'm eating fried chicken and dumplings and things like that, and this is, and I notice this also more so now, because I used to live in a predominantly white neighborhood, all of that was readily accessible to me, to have all the healthy food. Now that I live in a predominantly black and, and Latino neighborhood, Y'all, my health has, like, I can see, like, where I have to go, like, where my options are to eat food. That's how, why for a long time I didn't eat out. How crazy is that perspective, though? I didn't eat out. No, it's crazy. I didn't eat out for a whole year because I was like, I can't eat this stuff. And it's, I'm and have it's to cook at right home. there for you to have it. Oh, my God. And it's cheap. If and the, it's if fast the, if the liquor store is on the corner, no, if the Popeyes, if the McDonald's, crowd ch- but crowd you go to chickens. another neighborhood that's not like that, where's the liquor store? Where's the Popeyes? Where's the Mickey D's? If it's not in the neighborhoods that are they're placed in, is why what's mind-boggling. I mean, not mind, it's mind-blowing because it's like that shit is put there for a reason. It's intentional, and yeah. and that's where we have to educate ourselves and educate the people around us, like our children and the people that you know. When I was in Aiden school, just the families. Because yeah. it's it's opening the mind to that because we're not aware of it. Not everybody's aware of that. It's 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 every day, right? You have the bagels every day, right? It's mm-hmm. something that you're just not naturally doing. So when you have that around you, it's a norm. So it's not. I'm not gonna look for something unless I'm um, made aware of it. And that was my goal. I wanted to make my family aware of it. Yeah. I wanted to make the people around me yeah. aware of just having that balance. All right, so yeah. one of the things I do want to talk about is that we are two women talking about the things that impact us as women. And we often try to put things that affect you know, the men of color, men around us. But what I really want you to talk about is being a man in this space and having these attitudes and having 
this focus on your life and and really sharing that and making it a good space for your son to also feel like he can be, you know, someone who is self-aware and someone who will take time to kind of to really you know, process their thoughts and speak before they act and not having to be masculine all the time and eat well and et cetera, et cetera. So tell me about like if you had any tips for any men out there who are like, you know, I really need to take better care of myself. Yeah man, I don't know if I got the time. Like, I got this job. I got this family. I got to support all these people. Like, I got too much things to do. Yeah. What would you tell them? Um, first things first, uh, educate yourself. Learning about uh, being healthier will make you choose healthier options, make you choose that healthier path, or just want to try it. You know, if you're not educated about it, if you're not educated on it, you're not going to try it. Um, another thing with Aiden is communication. Biggest thing for me is communication is talking, not screaming or talking down, talking across and yeah. and speaking to him because he's 10. But the kid is like, I have grown up conversations with this kid and he's having that right back with me and having those conversations where it's not uh, dad, where I'm like, I'm the dad you got to fear. It's the dad you can come to. Yeah, it's the dad that you can speak to is the dad that you can. And I and I'm. I'm so proud of myself that I was able to do that and have that communication with his mom as well because he sees that. We know as kids, the things that we remember most are from like age two to seven or whatever mm-hmm. and or even older. And the things that we went through in our life in those moments affected us long term. So when I when I sit with my, my son, is having these conversations. It's being also aware of what you're speaking to your child because they are future. And if my son takes anything that I've said and brings it somewhere else, then a part of that came from what his mom and I were teaching him and communicating to him. And if he does it better than me, you know, I felt like I did my job. So having communication, uh, becoming self-aware, educating yourself, uh, just wanting to looking at looking at the world right when you look at the world if we're on social media if we're on, watching tv the way the world is and wanting to make it better wanting to do things that create a better future for us because guess what if we're raising our kids now who do you think is going to take care of us when we get old <laughs> facts right that's another thing and that's a whole another <laughs> episode it is because it is really tough you know when i think what happens a lot of the times is that when you're not even people of color, when you don't have generational wealth, it's what what happens. It's really hard to build generational wealth when you are now as a young person have to care for your family as opposed to that wealth being there and helping you move forward. You know, so it's kind of like making whatever, three steps forward and then taking 10 steps back each yeah. generation, it kind of like happens. And, uh, you know, you're going to get somewhere, I uh, hope eventually. But I think that's what this generation and the next is trying to change. Yeah. Hopefully this world is still here for that. Yeah. But I think that's what we're trying to change. We're like, I, I no, believe. I believe. We, we've got this. We understand exactly how we should be eating, what we should be doing. I don't think it's as as dire as they try to make it seem now. I think more than ever, people are very much aware about what they need to be doing for themselves and then for their families. Um, What can you say? So the podcast is Wake Up Great. Yes. What is quick, what are some quick things we can do to start making things routine and consistent? I suck at consistency. I'm not gonna (laughs) lie. 
Like, I'm not. I'm not great at it. So mm. what are some things, the first thing you wake up in the morning, what is, like, I don't know, like, your top three things you should do? Or, like, easy, quick wins. Uh, first things that I do in the morning when I get up and I, and I work on making this a consistent thing uh, is just being grateful. I okay. woke up. Nice. I'm grateful that I'm alive. Like I'm grateful. Right. I feel good. Um, again, that self awareness. Just I'm 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 awake. Okay, that's first things first. Um, the thing the thing that I do, <laughs> it's crazy, but as soon as I get up, I take a spoon of <laughs> coconut oil, and I do coconut oil pulling, which is swish. Oh, I, I swish used it. to do that, and then you I did stopped. say that. Yeah, coconut oil. Uh, I mean, it's oil pulling. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be just coconut oil. But I I swish for about twenty minutes, and then I and I let it out, spit it out. Uh, just for pulls out the minutes? toxins. Yeah, I do it for twenty minutes. It's okay. also like a meditation situation. Yeah. Because, oh yeah, because you could do it while you're getting ready. You could like mm-hmm. you just just keep swishing. But it's also swishing. such a quietness and a, a so you tend oh, to develop you like focus. a pace, right? Because yeah. you can't just you know if you're too busy, you're not you're just gonna have it in your mouth. You have to constantly be yeah. pulling and swishing, and so it's almost like you're having like twenty minutes of time for yourself and you yeah. and your team. That's great. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I know. He thought it was crazy and I thought it was crazy, but then I was like, oh Yeah. Um and then after that I uh what I'm what I'm doing now, and I, I gotta be definitely real with you guys, is working on not grabbing my phone first thing in the morning. Oof. That is rough. Yeah. To the people <laughs> I out there, with that shit. to the people out there, we we all shit. we all know, like we all know that that's that's what it is because it's also an addiction, right? Oh. When we go back to Love addictive, yeah, right. So, working on that not being the first thing we do, you know, I wake up, I'm saying what I'm grateful for, but if I'm going to my phone to check what's going on on social media, then I'm 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 separating myself from being in my moment wherever I'm at right there yeah. then I'm there you know what I mean so if I'm watching somebody else live what the fuck am I doing I'm not right. really living no, it's right true. Yeah. and it also also made you know what made me wear that mm-hmm. Deidre being on vacation and being on my phone oh yeah and, I'm, I'm I'm good at that though and 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 that was like shit I'm taking photos of everything but I'm not here mm, mm-hmm. and then I'm looking to see how the reaction I gotta be real I'm looking the, for the reactions of people because yo that photo was fucking dope you know yeah yeah, yeah. but wh- I'm not here so I, I had to practice when I went away to be there mm-hmm. because if I'm in fucking you know wherever I'm at Puerto Rico Greece Mexico you know and I'm posting doing it for the gram and I'm not enjoying the people around me i'm not enjoying the culture difference i'm not enjoying what i'm there for what the fuck is it all for yeah there's a a photo that i maybe you guys seen that is a it's a parade and then it's like a bunch of people looking at the parade all with their phones and there's just a 90 year old lady just there with no phone just looking at it and it's like showing how everybody's you know the way it is now where you go to concerts all you see is phones go up that's all you see yeah right and what I love, I was watching something with Dave Chappelle yesterday and how they make them lock their phones. Yes. And I know they do it because yes. they don't want certain Content. things to when be When I out. went to go see Kevin Hart, there was not yeah. a too. game. He you was like, you put that in the pouch. You be, keep your pouch. I don't know how many times I have to say this. You will be ejected. Yeah. If we see a phone, you will yeah. be ejected and you've wasted but your I money. But I love that. But I had the best You're there. time without having to worry about taking a picture. I'll do you I one cried. Better. I cried snot laugh tears. Mm-hmm. I'll do you it one was better. Great. <laughs> There's a school and I can't remember where the school is. They had a, a, a report on this that the school was failing. 
the kids were not in not performing up to standard. Right, right. And the principal was like, no, we're going to lock up our phones. But not just like the kids. We're going to lock up the t- Everybody in the school is going to lock up their phones. I think adults are way worse at it oh, than um, children are. A hundred percent. So they have the same pouches that you get at these concerts. They lock them up and they put them down. So everybody has their own pouch with their name on it. Wow. You carry it through the day, but you cannot access your phone for the day. Yeah. yeah. And they were like, there are kids who are more interested that. in reading who haven't been interested in reading prior. Yeah, yeah. People are studying more. People are more attentive. They they were amazed at the fact that once you take away this digital distraction, how much kids wanted to learn yeah. and yeah. wanted to ask questions and were curious. And it makes you wonder if children are having this addiction and you or people are monitoring their kids' screen times. I don't have anybody checking me for yeah, my no. screen time. Henri's not like, ma. Actually, no, he does sometimes. He'd be like, can you stop working? And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, my son will call okay. me out. My son will call me out. I call him out, you know, because uh, he started with... Um, What's the name of this game? Uh, Fortnite. Oh, oh, God. I don't even know what it <laughs> is. Yeah, but every know. time I hear it, I'm but, like, oh, But God. check this out. His mom and I had a sit down with him. We had a conversation because, I mean, it's a game. It's addictive, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like, you're not going to even touch this up until the weekend. So he has two days where he's able to play it. But the rest of the week, he knows he can't wow, be with it. Wow, that is boundaries. Yeah. And, and this kid is wow. like, he, I mean... It's fun. Like when I was a kid, I played Mario and I loved it. I, I don't remember being the TV, like that though. Like babysitted me. Yeah. Mario. No, but I loved. I loved Yoshi, going out more. Donkey Kong babysitted my ass. No, I wasn't allowed out till like I was like nineteen. <laughs> 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 no, but I loved the activities of the, you know playing tag, manhunt. You know, sitting with oh, a group I hated and talking. those things. I hated those nah, things. <laughs> I love that. I was like physical activity. I'm different about it now. Now I'm like, what are we doing now? I like being out in these streets. Yeah. But I didn't want to do any of that stuff. If you said manhunt to me, I'm like, see you tomorrow. You're like, I was the opposite. I was the opposite. But sports, like being out. If you told me you want to play ball, yeah. If you told me you want to play baseball, yeah. Yeah, But being active. I was a double dutch. Yeah, I was active. I just didn't like those games. I didn't like being chased. I was like, why are you guys so obsessed with being chased? It's so weird. I don't know. It's I so funny. I have like a trauma maybe back in the day. Maybe I'm from another spirit where I was like chased. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Somebody in the back of my mind is like, nah, we're not about that life. Ain't nobody <laughs> chasing nobody and you're not getting chased. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Cool. I, t- I actually, uh, there was a day that it was really nice maybe about a month ago. And I was walking with Aiden and yeah. we went and we went to the park and it was just like, let's, let's I want to teach you the games that I played when I was That's a kid. That's dope. He loved it. Like, he loved That's that, having that. We weren't inside watching uh-huh. fucking Netflix and we yeah. weren't doing these things. We were out and we enjoyed the day. It was nice. And he was like, Dad, that's how you play that? That's what you did? Oh, man, that's fun. That must have been <laughs> really cool. So, you know, having that that yeah. that time with him, teaching him that, teaching him the don't always, you know, not to always go for it, but but within doing that i have to be that way too right because yeah. he's watching so if he's watching me i can't be the hypocrite and be like you know you're always on that and you're always watching tv let's have some time together he's gonna be like well dad what about you so having those moments uh that you have time together you communicate it and you enjoy the moments because fuck yo life is short it really life is, is short yeah that nipsey hustle thing no nah, it took me out it really, really, if I felt that, a lot of people felt it, mm-hmm. of course, because of the person he was. And I feel like I connected with him in, some, in, a, in a way. A lot of us connected with him in a way. Yeah. But 
yo, that shit is deep because he has these beautiful kids, his wife, his family, and what he was doing. But with what he was doing, look at what's going on now. Like, people are changing also because of the catalyst yeah it's the catalyst and it sucks that he had to go in order for this this change also to happen when the podcast turned off i realized i didn't even say what i had said after it this is what happens me and deidre drop gems before and after and we just don't record that should have recorded we should have recorded that um (laughs) but i said that i was like i kind of believe too that his mission was served I feel like when you're here for a long time, you didn't, your like mission, your purpose, or whatever you were supposed to do hasn't been done yet. And it was his, it was his time, unfortunately. Like he could have done, he, I'm very sure that while he was here, he would have continued, yeah. you know, progressively to keep doing great things. I'm sure he but would have I been think, a mogul. I yeah. think, but in the positive sense, like his, I'm building right. wealth, not just for me, but I'm sharing the message. Um, I'm doing better for yeah. my community and other, um, impoverished communities right, around right, America. Right. I'm getting this connection to my country right. in Eritrea. I'm trying to help them develop. I'm trying to build these right, bridges. Right. I think he would have done that. I but, think that's what it hurt. That's what hurt it the most. Because like, sometimes people die and you're like... I mean, not to say that it was like a waste, not saying that, but someone who was actually came from where he came from, was building up positivity, was teaching people about doing things, was putting money into to helping kids get into STEM education, was doing all these oh, great man. things for the community. He died because he went to go get his friends some clothes because he'd been 20 years in jail. Did and he didn't babe. want him to go to see his family the way he saw them. So he, he rushed at the drop of a dime and went to go do this for him. I can't even imagine how that person feels. Like, uh, damn, I'm I the know. one who, like, it's my fault. You know what I'm saying? But I, but I, I think hope... that guy got shot, actually, too. That's like guy that, yeah. I think that guy is the guy who got shot. But I also think about it like he's reached his nirvana. Like, that, he did what he was supposed to do, yeah. and he's, he's causing so much change. And I hope it's not talk, bro. Because how many times do we talk? Oh, we were gonna change the community. This one died. Yeah, I but hope, but his hope, inspiration, his inspiration spoke that. such volumes, yeah. volumes that that I know there's there's more people that just want to continue that just mm-hmm. based, no, there's purely a whole off of his name. The Bloods and the and the and the Crips but, are trying you know, to it's squash one of those it. Things that Van like, Lathan is boycotting violence and all violence, video game, movies, yeah. any subtle piece of violence that has crept into our community. If he's a rapper who has a video, not talking to you. You're not coming on my podcast. You can cancel me. I can cancel you. But you're not going to feed this to my community anymore. And I'm not going to let it slide. Before I was able to like, oh, but that's art. Or that's just a video. Or that's just a game. No, now it's it's a it's a dub for me. Yeah, but I, I think the, the biggest thing I took away from last week's events and just not only the death of Nip, but also the way people reacted was... There's some people in this life who they're doing great by themselves, right? Yeah. But their reach is only but so much. But I think what happened in this is that we saw his rise not only as a musician, we saw his rise as a businessman, we saw his rise as an activist, we saw his rise as um, an evangelist in a sense. And I think that his sudden death is making people think about, wow, I was relying on him Mm. to do this. But now he's not here. I got to rely on me. Pick we got to rely on each other. And I hope that the outcry and the response isn't like today. I hope that 10, 15 years from now, 
when those kids graduate from the STEM program that he um, started in LA, that they're like, they you know what? back into their communities. I need to do this because this man created this for me and he lost his life on some senseless shit. I 100%, I, I believe in my heart of hearts that it, it will be that way because it, it, to me it's not for nothing. I mean, when you think about it was the build up. when it you think about like what the... happened in the past to the people that were really working on changing things in the past and mm-hmm. what they did, like and what they started that became something specific and and changed things, that to me will also change things. And yeah, his message will. One hundred percent. So, what's next for Mister Face Your Fears? What's going on with the podcast? What's next? So, there? so um, with the podcast, Wake Up Great, I the Wake Up Great podcast, I'm working on connecting with more people mm-hmm. to sit down with i'm so that's why another reason why i'm glad you guys have me here because you know just being able to be in a setting like this the experience of it to actually do it as well myself connect with people uh speaking to more people about different perspectives within their lives with health wellness mind body and spirit yeah. and continuing to put out a message you know continuing to encourage others to try something different if they're not used to it all their life they don't know about all this stuff yeah try something new you never know what it'll make you feel you never know what where where it will take you mm-hmm. um definitely doing more videos with the wake up great uh show and wake up great podcast and traveling and, and doing the shows also in different countries as well wanting That's to travel into that as well i have a goal for us to do this podcast in Africa. Bruh, oh. you know I'm here. So oh. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know I'm here for it. You, I love you that. Going, you doing that video? I'm there. I'm there. You doing oh, yeah. that video? Oh, yeah. That was another oh, yeah. thing. Not on, to- on top of that, you do photography. You yeah. do videography. Yeah, so we will likely be hiring you yeah. because we need real photos and we need some videography. And, and we I love support our folk. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's what you need to do. That's all that that's, it takes. That's what it is about. It's that's about that. That's all that it takes. It's about supporting the people that, are, like, that you know and that, yeah. You know, one hand washes the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wash the face. You reach up, you also reach down. Yeah. No crab in the barrel type shit. We no. don't do that. We don't. It's, it's not. It's not the way it goes. I mean, it's it's there, but this is where we have to change it. We have to change that narrative yeah. of we we're helping each other, and you know, there's no. Uh, I'm not gonna give this information because if they get this information, they might succeed more than me. Yeah. You know, let's fucking no. help each other. We all eat. We you know, all eat. I, I heard. Uh, I think that happens less than we think. I think so many people, and that's what I've thought, but whenever I've reached out to somebody, they're like, oh, hell yeah. yeah. What you want to know? Yeah. What you want to do? I connect you with this person, yeah. but it took me asking. I think that's the problem, is that we think someone's yeah. going to notice our hidden talent. A, B, it's hidden. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, we're just no afraid of the no. Yeah. You just got to get over that fear of the no, because you know that what's even better than a no? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> that also, I learned to, to when doing photography, just going up to people that had a nice camera and I was just asking them questions like, hey, you know, how do you do this? Or, you know, what is what is what can you give me as far as information for starting with my first camera? Like, what should I go? You know, and then obviously learning on YouTube and all that stuff. But just working with people and connecting with people and sharing. And, you know, to me, that's that's where I'm heading. And there's a lot more. Got a lot more stuff to do. I started last year. Um, I didn't. I didn't continue. I wasn't consistent with this, but I, I started this meditation in the park thing, where I invited my friends to come and. I used to see that on the gram. Sit, sit in the park and just talk. It didn't even have to be meditate. It was, you know, let's sit and enjoy the weather. It was, it was really nice, but sit and fucking talk. Put the phone down and let's talk to each other. Let's mm-hmm. have more human to human connection, and yeah. that's why I love also the podcasting because. 
you know, sitting. I mean, we could do it through Skype and all that other stuff, but sitting with you guys and just being able to connect, meeting you, Deidre. Right. Amazing, yeah. right? Listen, you know? I was like, I need to get this man's number. I will be texting him and being like, I need to wake up great. I listen to the podcast. <laughs> I'm not great. I'm not great. What do I need? Give what me an intention. I'm always about accountability. But you are, but you are though. But you are great, and that's that's that, what yeah. I see. Like I see in both of you, is that you Thanks, are great, man. and it's in, and it's within us to the audience out there. It's within. It's there. You just gotta grab it. You gotta pull it, and you yeah. gotta say, hey, you know, what's serving me now? What's not serving me? And if this, what I'm doing right now, is not serving me. It's not bringing the energy that I need around me, or it's not bringing anything that I want around me because yeah. energy is real. It is. Then, then what do I need to do? What what are necessary steps that I need to take to get to these motions, these notions, these points where a lot more great energy and blessings are around me, and that's where I'm at. That's fact. Right. So okay. where can we find you? Boom. Took it out my right. Took it out my mouth there. So uh, on Instagram, I'm at Mr. Face Your Fears. And um, on M-R- Twitter. M-R-F-A-C-E. Spe- yeah. M-R, yeah. Face Your Fears. Okay. And um, you can actually click on the link there. Take you to the podcast. I'm on, Obviously, the podcast is on most of the listening. Yeah. Yeah, Anchor holds us down. Oh, yeah, he's on yeah. Anchor Fam. So if you yeah. go to anchor.fm slash wake up great, yes. you probably can go to all the distributions, yes, but 100%. you're probably on, what is it, iTunes, iTunes Google, Google Cast, Google Spotify, Cast, yeah. wherever Breaker. you listen to podcasts. Yeah. Wherever you listen to us, yeah, you can listen to him. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, um, and just continuing to connect with you beautiful folks out there and you beautiful folks in here. Yeah. And, and so grateful. Um, I, I wrote this. I think it was yesterday. It was. I heard this when I was doing yoga yesterday. And guys, don't be afraid to be yoga, to do yoga. Yo, it's, yoga it's is life. Amazing. She knows I love yoga. It's it's. You find. I found you a hip hop yoga because I couldn't really get into the fucking music, and <laughs> she doesn't like peace. She doesn't because like peace. Because for me, a form of meditation, honestly, is dancing. I can't sit still. It's just not fun. It's like it doesn't. When I'm moving and I'm talking and I'm dancing, I just feel like tranced in this whole other place. Mm-hmm. And when I listen, like, and when I'm listening, and when I'm in my trap yoga, yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. A little Stirring twerking. A stir fry. A little twerking. With my downward dog. <laughs> it's amazing. And that, and I'm glad you said that because it's true. It did. It's not. Not everybody's gonna be able to sit in a chair. I mean. You could do it for two minutes, but anyway, it's not everybody's gonna I be know, able to I go sit. Extreme. I told not you everybody's like gonna be able to sit minutes. and be like, you know, because everybody's you're constantly thinking of something, right? Mm-hmm. But find something that you love that'll allow you to release. Yeah. People find it in poetry. People find it in dancing. People find it in cooking. You know, whatever yeah, it yeah. is, do that, and then do it um, often so you are able to release whatever's weighing you down. Okay. Because anxiety is a motherfucker. Fear, fear is a motherfucker. And fear is what's really controlling us. That's why my ho- the whole thing where I wrote on the back of my jacket was face your fear so people can see that. While I'm a walking billboard, right? People can see that and it'll be in their subconscious mind. Like, yo, I got to do something that I'm fearing so I don't have to fear that anymore and I can feel liberated. I can I can yeah. move on or past that. Okay. So um, that's what it is. Facts. All right. right. This is super dope. Um, don't forget, I will be putting up this information finally. I've got a designer. 
I got us a virtual assistant. Yay! I'm making moves. Uh, Yo, nice. I can't. I'm doing all this by myself. Nice. Christina, <laughs> be doing. Um, really? Christina, be doing. I love doing, but doing is not helping me. It's not serving me. Yeah. I'm doing a lot of things that I can hand off to someone who mm-hmm. I want them to learn oh, something new yeah. too. Yeah. I don't. It's not just about you. You know, helping me with my AKA dirty laundry or the admin work that I don't want to do. I want someone to learn and come into the process that I can trust to help yeah. me with things. If you love it and you enjoy doing it and I don't, please, <laughs> by all means, <laughs> do what you love yeah. and help me out. <laughs> before before we go, can I just give you... Oh, yeah, oh, whatever gifts. You see so, these guests, they so, bring us gifts. We love it. It's nothing big, nothing big. It's a gift. But it's... it I'm was it was No, I know, but it was it was with the mindset of healthy mind, body, and spirit, healthy mind, body, and soul. So... I got this, which um, these are from Greece, but I just got them today, actually. And the benefits of these herbs that herbs. you can also steep as tea. Oh, okay. I love tea. Um, definitely is what I wanted to pass to you guys just to, you know, woosa. Yeah. So uh, I want to... Especially when I'm on here with my Instagram beef. You guys... Who's Bad. who's who's a wild peppermint person? Both. I, I could do know. anything. I have lemon ver verbena, which I'll do I, the lemon verbena. Yeah. I don't care. Thank Boom. you. I love it. Cause I love you so funny. Thank I'm you thinking so about much. Bed Bath and Body. <laughs> One of those things. No. Oh, but that was a good catch. Um, yeah. and I just love that smell. Yeah. So I can't wait to. Steep it. It's no, I, I remember hearing one of your episodes, and you're like, "Yeah, I don't want to do that." The whole like, <laughs> what you say about the oils and the essential stuff. But this was more of like something that you can ingest and something that you can have. But you know, just I'm getting into enjoying. it. It's just like what happened you was for me just... that self care became like this five hundred dollars spa day, and mm. I was like, I don't even like that. Like I don't no, really like yeah. being touched unless like I really it. need no, to be. Yeah. Like that's just not a. That's not for me. If that for you. Is what makes you happy? Do it all day. But for me, I just uh, and well, and, and to the audience out there, what she just said, realize that you got to recognize these things within yourself. You got to try it. Definitely I tried try it. Di- different things, but also recognize the things that you don't like. But also look for the things that you do that will also heal you. It's all about healing because in the future, Deidre, mm-hmm. in the future, we want to be living in our best selves within. Because living with, you know, feeling good within will have us feeling good without. I know I sound preachy. Nah, that do was, it. That was do facts. It. And you didn't know, but facts. I love some tea. So I'm she really this. does. She really does. <laughs> and I'm going to live my best life. Awesome, awesome, go, awesome. Okay, guys. Um, that's it. Thank you for listening. Look out in uh, either your email or on Instagram. It is the... Five, four, three, two, one party because it's on Cuatro de Mayo. I'm turning 32 and we're the number one podcast. Let's go. Putting it into the universe. Thank we love you. it. We love you it. We're having amazing. a taco lituation party. Look out for it. Buy your reservations. I'm putting it out there. It'll happen. I'll get it done. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Joey, for being on the show. Thank yes, you. Yes. Thank you. Peace um, and love. All right. See you next time, guys. Peace and love. Bye. Laters. What do we do now? <laughs> we press stop.